listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I'm the host of this brief audio guide to Sydney. Today, we're checking out a free art exhibition in Western Sydney. It charts 40 years of the Vietnamese community. There are works by 17 artists, including origami boats, poetry in tapestry form, and large-scale paintings. Before we do that, we're chatting to Broadsheet's M. Barlow about the latest venture from one of our favourite bagel stores. Locks in a Box became an instant hit in Bondi when it opened in 2020. Its owners opened two new stores in Coogee and Manly last year. Now, after running a successful pop-up for World Pride, they've set up a new old-school van in the Inner West for takeaway locks bagels with a side of chippies and pickles. Broadsheets M. Barlow chatted to Candy when she checked out the new venue. Hey, Em. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? This new location is small but mighty. I swung by recently. Can you tell us what the setup looks like and how the owners came up with the idea? Yeah, so the story behind this one is interesting. Candy, as you said, um, had participated in a uh, food truck experience during World Pride and absolutely loved the idea. I don't think she ever saw it coming that that would be something that they would pursue with Locks in a Box. Um, but, yeah, she she loved that experience and and afterwards couldn't really get the thought out of her mind that that was something that she might want to pursue and and own a trailer of her own. So she, against all her wishes, sort of was looking online late at night when she couldn't sleep and found this old school food truck slash trailer on Facebook Marketplace at two in the morning, contacted the owner and next minute basically landed that and, and purchased the trailer because she'd never had any particular idea of where that trailer would go or what she was going to do with it. The owners basically said, we'd be happy for you to keep it in its current spot, which is out the front of um, their their business that they have. So it's, it's a very industrial looking setting. It's under a big patio and under sort of steep walls. It's all really that like old school deli style, um, dark green and white and, and really fun as well. So both the trailer and the surrounding patio are painted in that. And it is just a yeah. little trailer and they've got this kind of setting where you can sit outside, but most of it is for takeaway. What I was really impressed by is how they're making, they're assembling everything inside that trailer. Yeah, it's actually shocking to think they can fit all of that going on behind what seems like such a small space. Candy said they were squished in over the long weekend with five people behind the scenes to prepare the bagels fresh, you know, cut up all the ingredients and get that ready, plus serve coffee, which they've got a barista machine behind the scenes as well. So it's a pretty insane operation. But they do prepare a lot of their ingredients and pre prepare the bagels, the actual bread off-site. Given the size, they can't offer everything that they do in the other stores. Um, they they do, ha- however, have picked out like their key staples and some of the favourites from customers. So you can get their beautiful um, house-made locks, which is the Aura King salmon from New Zealand with a classic like Herbie schmear. You can get their Reuben. They've got some other favourites on there that they're really well known for. So like a chicken schnitzel, um, a katsu, as well as a vegetarian sort of salad one as well. So there's a lot of offer offering. And then they'll also do some of the other bagels that they serve at the other stores as a rotating special in the Marrickville spot. I got the Reuben when I went, but I know that Candy was really, she was really selling me the katsu. She was basically saying there was like a gorgeous like miso flavor to it. Mm. 
They definitely have some brekkie items coming or they didn't have them when I visited. I think Candy's been slowly leaking this on Instagram, getting her customers excited about a brekkie menu on the way, Um, but just due to being overwhelmed with support and so many customers in Marrickville, it's taken a little longer to get it ready. But they are planning on launching a breakfast menu both in Marrickville and in their other stores. And it really features, or one thing that she was talking to me about that got me salivating was these um, sort of potato cakes called latkes, which are a Jewish traditional item that is usually served at Hanukkah. And she's got her grandmother's recipe that she's going to reformulate and sell to people because she believes they should be available every day, which it sounds like they should. They look delicious as well, like really crispy, salty, salty, Mm. great hangover food. Yep. For such a small operation, it's amazing how much stuff they also have because you can buy merch there. Yeah. And they've got got a little drinks cart. Yeah, it's so cute. They've got all of their T-shirts and, yeah, as you said, a little portable fridge, which kind of looks like those old school soda things that are sold at like a carnival. So it's mostly a takeaway operation. As we've said, you can sit right next to the van if you want to. There's probably space for about six, eight people if you're really tightly packed in. Are they going to be opening anywhere else locally or is this is this a permanent thing? So as far as I understand, the Marrickville trailer, they'll keep running that and use it as a takeaway option down the line. But Candy has told us that they've got um, their eyes on another spot in Marrickville, which is much more central and will be more of a permanent setup. So news on that yet to come, but it's really exciting to see that they'll be sort of launching permanently in the inner west for the first time. That's so exciting because I know on my visit they had definitely run out of a few items because it was so popular. Yeah, I think that she was shocked by the support and the the excitement that the community has shown for Locks in a Box, but it's obviously become a bit of a household name and people are so happy they don't have to travel to the coast to get it. You'll find the new Locks in a Box van at 51 Shepherd Street, Marrickville. Thanks for coming in and telling us all about it, Em. An exhibition in Western Sydney is currently showing works by 17 Vietnamese and Hoa descent artists representing four decades of migration into the area. Broadsheet contributor Tiffany Tran interviewed the curator of the show, which is free to check out right now. So, hi Tiffany. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Firstly, what is this exhibition called and what does the title mean? So, the exhibition is called Min, or with if you say it with the Vietnamese tone, it's men. There isn't actually a direct translation for it, but it can mean several things. It can mean I, as in the individual, we, as in the collective, our, as in what belongs to us, and even referring to our physical bodies. So really it's all about identity. And I think the curator, Sheeling Up Pham, and Hui Nguyen, the creative lead, they've just chosen the perfect word to encapsulate these works. Vietnamese people actually use that word a lot in everyday conversation. So it's really meaningful to just strip back and zoom into that word and ask ourselves, okay, who are we actually now and how do we exist together? The really interesting thing that I read in your article is that Fairfield City Museum and Gallery didn't really have many artifacts before now. And so this particular exhibition is about making sure that they can represent kind of at least 40 years Mm. of the Vietnamese community generally. Can you tell us about that? Mm. So... 
I think it's really interesting as well. Fairfield City is arguably the most, well, yeah, the most art culturally diverse area in the entire country. So its existing collection before the exhibition almost had no trace of the Vietnamese community. And this is a community who are coming up close to 50 years in Australia, and that's wild. That's basically half a century, right? And one of the very few items that they have are items from a pho restaurant. And that pho restaurant is Pho 54. And you know, like that that white plastic bowl with the red decorative border with those cream-coloured chopsticks. It's kind of funny. It's kind of cool. There's some validity to that for sure. But the museum and gallery really wanted to reflect the current makeup of the um, community. And so they actually received some funding help from Create New South Wales. And then that's when they reached out to Sheila to help. Well, they're making up for lost time. This particular exhibition is spread across five rooms. So it sounds like there's a lot to see. Are there any artists' works and stories that have stood out to you? Mm. They're small rooms, but they've packed so much into those rooms. And I found myself at one point choking up about quite a poignant piece and then just one metre over to the left, I'm suddenly laughing at a parody video about racism and COVID. (laughs) So it's quite a journey across those five rooms. Spectrum of emotions. Yeah, that's right. But um, they're a really dynamic mix of art forms from from paintings to to graphic design to, to video works. And my Letty, she has these large scale paintings that just look like sacred inscriptions. And there's a sort of ethereal nature to them. Like with her work, Lotus Walk, there are these Vietnamese texts that run vertically down these dreamlike portraits of traditional rural daily life. And so even for me, I don't even understand all Vietnamese words, but even looking at that, there's this real sense of collective stories being written, not by the hand, but by just the doing of daily life. And some that's just really stayed with me. And then there's also her other work um, titled Transformation. And that explores the divide between class and race through the lens of our shoes, um, through the lens of our bare feet, while also exploring what binds us, which is the very earth that we all walk on together. And then there are these beautiful written works that are printed on large pieces of fabric that hang on the walls. And one of them that stood out to me was Vietnamese Beauty Tips by Vivian Pham. And if you don't know Vivian Pham, she's the author of Coconut Children. It's been on my to read list for so long. I really need, you're inspiring me to go and pick it up. Yes, I absolutely adore that book. And she won the Sydney Morning Herald Young Novelist of the Year Award for that. So... Yeah, some great stuff there. What I love about this exhibition from the sounds of it is that they've got artists who might be brand new to the scene, but they really haven't been focusing on that. It's not Mm. about new artists. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Something that Sheila really wanted to bring across was at the very least, she wanted to bridge those intergenerational connections. And so it's not just about focusing on, oh, who's the latest new artist to check out, but also acknowledging, also honoring the artists that have come before them as well. There's a a work that's going to kind of be realized towards the end of the exhibition and it's participatory. So you can, you can make an origami boat. Can you tell me a bit about 
what the purpose of that particular art piece is. Yeah, so Fung Ngo, the artist, a few years ago, he actually lived at MCA for 10 days, like actually slept there overnight and just basically living off the same rations that his parents would also have had on the boat when they fled Vietnam in the early 80s. And so things like... Um, rice and packets of noodles and then he spent his time folding these origami boats and so he's giving us a little slice of that experience and so at the min exhibition you could sit on little plastic stools which is a very Vietnamese experience and fold these origami boats while you've got headphones on and you're listening to the the refugee experience and yes at the end of the um, exhibition they'll all be burnt to honor all those who are lost at sea and still lost at sea and I say still lost because in Vietnamese in traditional Vietnamese culture if one's body isn't buried it means that your ghost hasn't found home yet and it's still wandering around so there were approximately um, an estimated 500,000 people who were lost and still lost at sea. Well, you can see Ming at Fairfield City Museum and Gallery until the 14th of October and it's free. It is free. Isn't that wild? So wild. Thanks for coming in and telling us all about it, Tiff, because it's so fascinating. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.